Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode, I explore Amy C. Edmondson's famous TED video, How to Lead in a Crisis. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode. Today I'll be exploring the recent TED video, How to Lead in a Crisis, by Amy C. Edmondson. Humility, transparency, and urgency are the keys to successfully steering an organization, big or small, through the challenges that come your way. Leadership expert Amy C. Edmondson provides clear advice and examples to help any leader rise to the occasion. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. We think of a great leader as the unwavering captain who guides us forward through challenge and complexity. Confident, unwavering leaders, armed with data and past experience, have long been celebrated in business and politics alike. But sometimes, and certainly now, a crisis comes along that is so new and so urgent that it upends everything we thought we knew. One thing we know for sure is that more upheavals are coming. In a completely interconnected world, a single political uprising, a viral video, a distant tsunami, or a tiny virus can send shockwaves around the world. Upheaval creates fear. And in the midst of it, people crave security, which can incline leaders toward the usual tropes of strength, confidence, constancy. But it won't work. We have to flip the leadership playbook. I completely agree. We need to flip the playbook. And honestly, I think it's not just in a time of crisis, though certainly in a time of crisis, it draws on uh, the the other elements of leadership that I think are even more important uh, because of the crisis itself. But honestly, the modern day leader is not the one who projects confidence, who acts like they have all the answers, and who holds tight to power and and uh, projects you know that kind of control over their people. That is a very old paradigm to leadership, and frankly, the kind of the the thinking behind the classic charismatic leader, uh, the research shows that that doesn't hold true. That doesn't actually uh, help someone be a better leader. And they don't lead to better outcomes. They don't get more out of their people. Uh, just having this facade of strength and certainty and and power and confidence doesn't necessarily do anything. And oftentimes it can actually be detrimental to uh, people developing themselves and, and you getting your most, the most out of your people, uh, p- particularly during a crisis when people need 
someone with empathy. They need someone with humility. They need somebody who who can listen to them, who can understand them. They need someone who uh, communicates with transparency. And those are the types of topics that she's going to be exploring with you in her video that I'll also be commenting on. Really, the this new type of a leader that we need. And, and frankly, it's not just in reaction to this pandemic, though the crisis is among us and, and we expect continuing disruption uh, in this, this hyper-interconnected world, as she mentions. But we've been seeing this shift away from that more traditional, quote-unquote, classical style of leadership for a long time. We simply need a different type of leader for the modern organization in the modern world. And she's going to lay out some characteristics uh, of what that new leader can look like. And I completely agree with her assessment. First, this type of leadership requires communicating with transparency, communicating often. So how can leaders lead when there is so little certainty, so little clarity? Whether you are a CEO, a prime minister, a middle manager, or even a head of school, upheaval means you have to ramp up the humility. When what you know is limited, pretending that you have the answers isn't helpful. Amidst upheaval, leaders must share what they know and admit what they don't know. Paradoxically, that honesty creates more psychological safety for people, not less. For example... When the pandemic devastated the airline industry virtually overnight, CEO of Delta Airlines, Ed Bastian, ramped up employee communication, despite having so little clarity about the path ahead. Facing truly dire results, at one point in 2020, losing over $100 million a day, it would have been far easier for Bastian to wait for more information before taking action. But effective leaders during upheaval don't hide in the shadows. In fact, as Bastian put it, it is far more important to communicate when you don't have the answers than when you do. Upheaval and crisis means you need to communicate more. You need to be more open, more transparent, and regular in your cadence with your people as you try to uh, share with them where you're at and where you're going. That doesn't mean you need to have all the answers. And again, the quote-unquote classical model of leadership of conveying confidence and having all the answers and being certain, people do crave uh, structure and they do crave certainty, but people also aren't stupid. And so they know when something is volatile and, and things are fluctuating and things are changing day to day within a crisis, they know that you don't have all the answers. And when you try to pretend that you do, or you're not being transparent and communicating uh, the challenges that the organization is facing, people know this. They, they recognize this. They can smell it a mile away. And so you just have to open up. I love the examples she gives. In a time of crisis, you, you simply over-communicate. And in fact, I don't believe you can even really over-communicate. Um, you just open up the playbook, so to speak. It's You're transparent. You help people understand that you're doing the best you know how, you're going to keep them updated, and ultimately, you don't have all the answers, that's okay, together, we're in it together, we're going to help each other, we're gonna get through this. That's what people need to hear, and that's what they need. That's the type of reassurance they have, and frankly, that type of reassurance is way more comforting to people than this false sense of security or this, this strength that is portrayed but is hollow, and everyone knows it. Second, act with urgency, despite incomplete information. Admitting you don't have the answers does not mean avoiding action. While it's natural to want more information, 
Fast action is often the only way to get more information. Worse, inaction leaves people feeling lost and unstable. When New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern laid out a four-level alert system very early in the COVID-19 crisis, she lacked information with which to set the level. Despite lacking answers, she did not wait to communicate about the threat with the nation. At first, she set the level at two, only to change it to four two days later as cases rose. That triggered a national lockdown, which no doubt saved countless lives. Later, when cases began to dissipate, she made subsequent decisions reflecting that new information. We need to act with urgency in a crisis. And again, we don't have all the information. We know this. And if we're being transparent with our people, they will know this. And they're not stupid, and so they kind of know it already. But you you reconfirm with your people what you know, what you don't know. And it's not a matter of waiting around to collect more data to try to come up with the answer. You need to act with urgency. Sometimes that urgency means proactively going out and trying to understand the external environment, understand the shifts that are happening, understand the crisis that you're in. That's part of it. But you just need to be able to move forward, understanding that it's going to be an iterative process. You're going to make some missteps. And as long as you're transparent and you don't just get stuck in the mud of the uncertainty and you actually can start to move forward, then people will be forgiving of you if it turns out the direction you're going isn't quite right given the circumstances. Uh, Obviously, you don't want to be haphazard about it. You don't want to be foolish you want to to demonstrate wisdom and lean on the counsel and the expertise of those around you. But assuming you're doing that and you're communicating transparently, move forward. Don't get caught in the trap of waiting around until you understand everything perfectly. And again, the great example um, from New Zealand and how they handled the situation, they weren't perfect. They didn't understand everything. Uh, they had to, to make course adjustments. But They were very proactive. They acted immediately and saved countless lives in the process. In any organization, our ability to be decisive and act is very, very important. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life.
Third, leaders must hold purpose and values steady, even as goals and situations change. Values can be your guiding light when everything else is up in the air. If you care about customer experience, don't let go of that in times of upheaval. If a core value is health and safety, put that at the center of every decision you make. Now, doing this requires being very transparent about what your values are. And in this way, your steadfastness shows not in your plans, but in your values. Prime Minister Erdogan's clear purpose all along was protecting human life. Even as the immediate goal shifted from preventing illness to preparing health systems and ultimately to bolstering the economy. Holding purpose and values steady. Now, again, in a crisis, there's a lot of tumult and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of anxiety and stress. Information continues to change. Your direction changes due to that shifting information or at least your understanding of that information. And ultimately, you know, people do feel often that uh, that they're, they're kind of being thrown to and fro and and they don't like it. We, we do, we are creatures of habit. We are creatures of certainty. We don't like change. And a crisis is just full of all of that. But one of the, the biggest mistakes that leaders make during a time of crisis is they start to bend on their core values, their core principles. So if customer experience or employee experience are like your founding principles, your, your guiding stars, the things that you focus so much attention on, normally and then all of a sudden within a crisis you sacrifice that you cut corners you start to uh, look the other way when people violate policies and practices norms that are expected uh, in the name of efficiency in the name of cost savings whatever as soon as you do that the moment you do that then you've lost your way and that will put people into a tailspin uh, your, your people and your organization are going to be, feel even more uncertainty. They're going to feel even more stress and anxiety. And they're going to be wondering, what are they even doing? What is even the point? So hold true to that inner compass of what you know is right. Hold true, have integrity, and and maintain the company values and the mission. Uh, people know that you might have to, to pivot a little bit. You might need to shift um, strategic direction a little bit. But that doesn't mean you need to sacrifice your values. It certainly doesn't ever justify exploiting resources, exploiting your people, exploiting customers. And finally, give power away. Our instincts are to hold even more tightly to control in times of upheaval, but it backfires. One of the most effective ways to show leadership, if counterintuitive, is to share power with those around you. Doing this requires asking for help, being clear that you can't do it alone. This also provokes innovation while giving people a sense of meaning. Nothing is worse in a crisis than feeling like there's nothing you can do to help. Giving power away might seem quite unintuitive, but really what we see again and again in practical examples around the world, in businesses, in governments, uh, but also through the research is that absolutely giving power away is the best surefire way to lean on the collective genius of your people, the expertise of those around you. And and if you're trying to, to bear the burden of a crisis all on your own, um, you're not going to be able to do it. Uh, you're going to burn out. You're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to 
buckle under the pressure. Like nobody can handle all of that themselves. Even in the best of times, a leader should be doing those things. They should be giving power away. They should be empowering those around them and developing their people and leaning on their expertise. But that's never more important than in a crisis. Get your people together. Have open, transparent conversations. Be humble about what you know and what you don't know. And as you do that, uh, you'll be able to then move forward, share the burden, share the power, share the opportunity for growth and development. And ultimately that is going to, to see people through, uh, as uncertain, as uncertain as the situation may be. And as nervous as people may be, they will feel like they're part of the solution. They will feel a part of the response and that will help develop more confidence in what the organization is doing, how they're pivoting, what the strategic direction is. And ultimately, you'll have 15 heads or 20 heads or 30 or 50 or 100 heads, and that's better than one head. Um, lean on the collective genius of your people. We follow this new kind of leader through upheaval because we have confidence, not in their map, but in their compass. We believe they've chosen the right direction given the current information and that they will keep updating. Most of all, we trust them and we want to help them in finding and refinding the path forward. This is the type of leader that I hope that I can become. The old school model of the charismatic, confident leader who's certain about everything and maintains power and control and and can manipulate the people around them in order to accomplish things, that just doesn't hold true in this modern world. Uh, it hasn't held true for quite a while, and, and leaders and organizations need to be shifting away from that anyways. But when we find ourselves within a crisis or within this kind of a pandemic environment, for example, we need a different sort of leader to be successful. Within a crisis in particular, we need someone with empathy. We need someone who has humility. We need someone who can communicate with transparency and openness. We need someone who can give away and share power with the people around them. We need an individual uh, with, with the integrity to hold true to the values of the organization, even when things are hard. It's easy to make good choices, and it's easy to uphold values when times are good. When you're really put to the test is when times are hard, like in a crisis. And frankly, a lot of leaders don't have the moral fortitude to, to do what they know is right because of the challenges of carrying out um, and staying true to your vision uh, and your purpose when, when things are looking tough. It is tough. Nobody's questioning that. But that's the type of leader that we need, that we want in a crisis, and, and really at any time, that's the type of the leader that we want. I hope all of you will carefully consider these principles, these characteristics of the modern leader, particularly the leader um, who leads during a crisis, and I hope you'll consider you know, how you stack up. Uh, what are some areas that you can work to develop? How can you be more transparent? How can you foster more humility? How can you share power? How can you be true? Um, to your values, uh, even in difficult times. And I think as we do that, we'll be able to be more effective as leaders, we'll more uh, effectively develop our people so they can share the load of leadership and we'll help our organizations to navigate these times of crisis and challenge and difficulty. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today.